0: Hey, hey, happy Friday. Just to recap a little from Monday's episode, we talked about imposter syndrome in leadership, what it is, and what are some of the signs and different types of imposter syndrome. But I left you hanging a little bit. We didn't talk about what to do about it. How the heck do you overcome imposter syndrome? Well, that is what we're talking about today. So, Pull up a chair and let's talk solutions. Welcome to the Grace Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. As I said on Monday, imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Sound familiar? Dr. Valerie Young, an expert in the subject of imposter syndrome, divides imposter syndrome into five categories or subtypes. We talked about these on Monday. First, the perfectionist. Second, the superwoman. Third, the natural genius. Fourth, the soloist. And fifth, the expert. If you didn't listen to Monday's episode, I'd encourage you to pause me now go back and listen to that one so you have a point of reference for today's episode. But now that we know a bit more about imposter syndrome and its different types, what do we do about it? Well, the number one answer for me was to begin to understand my Christian identity, that God preordained me specifically for His good works, and that He will give me everything I need to do the work that aligns with His will. He goes before me in all things when I open the door and invite Him in to do that. Every day, I try to start my day in His word and in prayer. Even if I only have 10 or 15 minutes, it is necessary for me to find my footing and be sure that I am on the right path. I pray for the Lord to go before me, to be in my thoughts, words, and actions. I sometimes pray that prayer multiple times a day depending on what's on my plate. I want to invite the Holy Spirit in to transform my mind. I draw my confidence and my strength from Him because mine alone is grossly inadequate. Do you remember in episode 35 and 36, we talked about rewiring the brain by replacing our limiting beliefs with new thought patterns, replacing the enemy's lies with God's truth about who we are. Well, Imposter syndrome is a patterned way of thinking and believing. It is very deeply rooted, typically from childhood, but it can be overcome with intentional and consistent practices that will create new roadmaps in your brain, which lead to a different thought life. Some general strategies for leaders who struggle with imposter syndrome include First, take note of your thought patterns. Separate feelings from fact. The feelings we have as perfectionists, people pleasers, and high achievers are often very far from fact. Recognize that just because you think these things doesn't mean they're true. Be prepared with replacement truths for the lies you tell yourself. If your mind starts to say you don't know anything, remember that you know more than you think you do, and what you don't know, you can learn. And God is the provider of wisdom. The second strategy, have some tangible reminders of your accomplishments or messages of support for those moments when you struggle to feel inadequate or you struggle to feel adequate. Worthy or valuable. For me, that includes the framed scripture from Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 that I talked about on Monday, pictures of my family, a card from one of my employees, and a handmade card from my husband and kids from Mother's Day circa 2005. These are all just little visual cues and reminders of my value to others, my value to God, how I should approach my work, and they're ways for me to remind myself that the thoughts I sometimes tell myself aren't exactly true. The third strategy, and this is a big one, stop comparing. Comparison is the killer of joy. Not only that, but what we compare ourselves to is rarely, if ever, the whole picture. We compare ourselves to social media posts with photo filters and only the highlights of a person's actual life. We never really see the whole story. And here is a reassuring truth about imposter syndrome. It is most often experienced by smart, successful High-achieving people. True imposters, don't actually experience imposter syndrome. So, just by recognizing it in yourself actually says a lot about you. The fourth strategy, talk to others. Share your feelings with people you trust. They can offer a different and more objective perspective. And they can also help you see how irrational your thoughts are. And number five, if you are struggling to move forward in overcoming your thought patterns, you may want to consider the help of a professional. That may be in the form of a licensed therapist, if you have deep emotional wounds from the past that need to be addressed. Or it may be in the form of a coach or a mentor. Someone who can partner with you and help you move forward in transforming your thought life. Now let's talk about a few practical tactical suggestions specific to each of the five types of imposter syndrome. For the perfectionists, take your mistakes in stride and consider them opportunities for growth. Failure is a natural part of learning and maturing. It is actually the best teacher. Once we're able to see it as such, rather than seeing mistakes as catastrophic and to be avoided at all costs, the reality is perfection is not possible. Push yourself to try something before you think you're fully ready. Be willing to turn in B minus work. Heck, at least be willing to turn in B-plus work. You might otherwise miss an opportunity for growth or an opportunity to serve another person. Doing work that is B-plus level is far better than not doing the work or the service at all. For the superwoman or the superman, seek internal validation rather than external Performance-Driven Validation Go back to the verse I shared from Colossians on Monday. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Now this doesn't mean to say that you should work yourself to the bone. It is telling you how to approach the work. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, And you work from that knowledge, you won't need the external validation of others. Ease off the throttle a little. Do what is necessary to do the work well, but take time to fill your tank in God's rest. For the natural genius, realize that accomplishment comes from time spent learning and building skills. Rather than expecting perfection out of the gate, see yourself as a continual work in progress. Identify action steps you can take to build knowledge or skill around a challenge you might otherwise avoid because you might not be exceptional on the first attempt. Life is otherwise going to be filled with a bunch of missed opportunities and adventures if you never try. For the soloist, don't be ashamed of asking for help. No single person can be an expert in everything. And let's be real, acting like you know it all is really kind of annoying. I personally struggle to trust a person who isn't willing to admit that they don't know something, or they refuse to ask for or accept help. It's very difficult to build meaningful relationships if you never let your guard down and never allow yourself to be vulnerable. Part of relationship building is sharing gifts as well as vulnerability. Allow others the opportunity to support you with their giftings. And finally, for the expert... While continual learning is very valuable, it can also lead to procrastination. If you fail to start or finish something because you want to gain more skill, more knowledge or expertise, you will struggle to move forward at all. Be willing to test out the skill and the knowledge you already have, and then consider adding more when the need arises for all types struggling with imposter syndrome. Remember that you are fearfully, wonderfully made children of God. To think that everything you have achieved is by luck and coincidence is to deny the divine nature of God and His design for your life. To think that you are a phony, not adequate, a mistake, or unworthy is to say that God makes mistakes, and that Jesus' death on the cross was an inadequate sacrifice. If you've accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, you are redeemed. You are a new creation. He will equip you with what you need to do the work He has assigned to you. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive Listen to this. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So don't let the enemy have a seat at your table, folks. Take your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. And finally, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. This is another indication that our Thought patterns quite literally can rule our lives if we let them. So it's important that we align our thoughts with God's word and God's truth. I can't think of a better way to end this topic. So with that, my friends, may you have a grace and faith-filled Friday. Friends, if you're struggling to make that journey from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge of who you are in Christ, if you're struggling to know that you are worthy of the gift of grace and love that God has for you, if you need a partner on that journey, I'd love for you to reach out to see if Christian Life Coaching is for you. Go to gracefieldleader.com coaching. Again, that's gracefieldleader.com forward slash coaching. May God bless you, my friends. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.